0: This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out
1: robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. All
0: right. Well, welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast where... We talk about Star Wars and its lore. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup, and I am excited to be here after a long time away from the podcast due to vacations and holidays and personal stuff, but I'm glad to be here.
1: And I am your other host, Ben of Tamaria, and likewise, I am super happy Austin is back because this week's topic is another big one, obviously, because... Last week, and here joining us, is our guest host, Syke, from the MCU lore cast, and we are going over part two of Revan's history. So, you know, part one, we left off essentially where, you know, Revan defeated uh, Mandalore the Ultimate, found out there was a greater, higher power orchestrated in the Mandalorian War an invasion of the galaxy and also we got Malachor 5's destruction which Pretty is a, uh, a, a a big thing if you play the kotor games
2: very big thing
1: yeah oh yeah i'll
0: i'll be quite honest i was a little disappointed in rebels when we quote unquote went to malakor and it wasn't a broken up storm
1: world true but it was still devastated to where it's completely shattered. Like, under the surface.
0: That's true. That's true. Just... Just make... Stop trying to remake my favorite thing. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want. That's all I want.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, uh... I don't know, like, some of the changes they've done are good, and some of them are like, okay, why? Yeah. But, with that, we're going to go right into part two, where we left off, and this is where Revan goes off and seeks the answers that Mandalore the the Ultimate gave him questions for So, in the weeks that followed, Revan ordered the remaining Mandalorians to be stripped of their weapons and armor, and they only dismantled the Bastus war droids, which, if you don't know, are terrifying. Those droids are hunking war machines of death.
2: But they were so
1: cool! They are cool. (laughs) And then, knowing that they only resumed the fight if a new leader took Mandalore the Ultimate's place, Revan refused to turn the mask into the Mandalorians, and many of the warriors soon became bounty hunters or mercenaries. So, yeah, to basically, you know, destroy the organization and culture of the Mandalorians, Revan just like, yeah, you, you, got, you guys don't get a leader now. Sorry.
0: Right. And, like, it's one thing to defeat an enemy it's another thing to like destroy their spirit Mm -hmm. and like sometimes i can't help but see the comparisons in star wars from our actual history and like how this is very similar to the end of world war one where Mm -hmm. they basically make germany dismantle their entire military which right or whether germany is right or wrong in world war one It was still a big cultural thing to them.
1: Yes, exactly. And which we know from past, and you can go back to some of our past episodes when we talk about this. A lot of Star Wars is based on our actual history. I mean, all the uh, X-Wing and TIE fighter dogfighting was based on World War II footage. Mm Mm-hmm. So, shortly after the Battle of Malachor V, Revan completed the new assassin droid uh, named HK-47, which he was based in the Zerka Corporation's HK-24 series assassination droids. Not wanting to repeat the devastation that occurred on Malachor, Revan decided to use HK-47 in order to assassinate selective opponents. Okay, so so there's the origins (laughs) of HK for y'all. (laughs) <laughs> Which is the, the best this is This
0: is a point I want to get to. And just like the interesting things about Revan. Because there's this whole conversation that happens. Like when does Revan fall to the dark side? Like when does he do this? Whereas like you know it's with Anakin. Like we look at his fall. And his fall was when the beginning of. Or like the final turning point of no turning back for Anakin. Is when he cuts off Mace Windu's hand. Yes. Like that is the point where he's de- he's committed to this and no turning back. And then there's another one with the youngling annihilator oh. nine thousand and.
2: <laughs> 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 Oof, yeah.
0: I uh, still to this day cannot believe they put that scene in the movie.
1: the oh the the, you know, the whole young <clears throat> youngling scene in episode three yeah. I mean, it was, what, 2005? Uh, something Five. like that. Yeah. 2005. So, times were different, and, you know, I mean, they were all off-screen, but we exactly know what happens. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, 3 was where they kind of went, like, they kind of pushed, oh, if we want to get dark, we'll get dark. And- okay,
0: so, 3... um. I can't, but episode three was the first Star Wars movie rated PG-13.
1: Correct. That is true.
0: Which I mean, I guess they decided, okay, are we going to hint to murder of children or are we going to use an F word?
1: And I guess they. Well, that was before the F word part. The F word thing for movies wasn't until like past 2010. is when they actually were like able to do that before that, that was not a thing.
0: But my point, we got a little attention. My point of this is like Revan's behavior.
1: Yes, you can post start Malachor 5 see, is not him Jedi. Dwindling to the path of the dark, which we did co- cover over part one. Um, but when analyzing Revan's actions during the Mandalorian Wars and particularly at Malachor, HK47 came to believe that Revan may have had an ulterior motive. The droid believed the devastation that was meant to break quote-unquote the jedi was to make them loyal to revan alone so hk taking his own the droid is taking his own perspective of revan's whole calculations of things being as hk is this is why in my
0: opinion kotor 2 really had the potential to be one of the greatest star Wars games of all time because it was so philosophical. Mm-hmm. It was the, the dialogue you had with the companions, particularly with Kreia and HK 47 were so philosophical about like, what is the force? What is the dark side? What was the purpose of the Mandalorian Wars? All of this stuff. And like, Is that right? Was Revan doing that? Or was that just HK's interpretation of the events? And so we're introduced to these unreliable narrators into KOTOR 2 of what's real and what's not. Because we're not getting it
1: from Revan. Mm -hmm. Correct. We're getting it from a different perspective and outside source of the events. Well, kinda. I mean, which we'll get into here. But um, but after Malachor, met Surak, Maetra Surak was left to the benefit, uh, was left the fret of the connection to the force. So she lost her connection to the force and she decided to answer the Jedi Council's demand. Revan, Malak, and Surak an- to answer their actions. However, Revan and Malak refused to took and took the remainder of their forces into the unknown regions, claiming to be pursuing the remaining Mandalorians. So, and as we covered over last week's episode, Matrix Surik is the character who you play as in KOTOR 2. Canonically, she is a woman. She is a friend of Revan. And, yeah, you lost connection to the Force because the sh- destruction of Malachor Five, which took thousands upon thousands of people's deaths.
0: You know, this is a Force question, and one that Shelby has asked me several times what is it about Malachor that creates this force echo because if it's just the death why doesn't Alderaan do this what about all the planets what about the destruction of the Hansian system what about why I mean and you can talk about we have seen no evidence that the Jedi Purge leaves the same kind of force echo that Malachor does
1: correct so, I mean, and this comes up to, uh, just my opinion only, um, and this is also a spoiler for KOTOR 2, once you get towards the end of the game, you find out there's a Sith, ancient Sith temple located in Malachor. Was that there prior? If it was there prior, it would explain, okay, the the planet itself is coded in leaks, Dark side energy. Kind of like how most of the temples do. That's how like Dagobah works. How we, no one could find Yoda on Dagobah. Because the planet. Is such a. Conduit to the dark side. With all the death. Hitting the planet. And then the planet being itself. Like as a conduit to the dark side. Energies. I feel that might be a why. But then also. Metro Cirque. She was literally pretty like almost next to the mass generator mass shadow generator when it went off, so right, um, right, yeah, I
0: guess my other point is we get references to force echoes in other places, like if you've read the Bang trilogy, when they detonate the thought bomb on um Rusan, mm-hmm. that leads another force echo. And it's just, I'm just, I want consistency in the lore, but there's too many there's too many cooks in the kitchen. All we can say that we're for sure getting that.
1: is it's space magic, and that's it. It's the force. That's the force. All. That's it. The that's, force. That's I... the, the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, to get back on it, so Malak urged Revan to kill Surak, but Revan refused, claiming that the Jedi was already dead, quote-unquote. Revan took Malak alone to Rekad, which was followed by Mandalore's direction, the twin ice sculptures known as the Twin Spears. There, they discovered the tomb of the Sith Lord Dramath II and the Datachron, which within his sarcophagus, that confirmed Mandalore's tale. The Datacron spoke of the planet named Nathema, and the two Jedi decided to travel there in order to seek out the Sith who manipulated Mandalorian or Mandalore. Before departing, Revan left Mandalore's mask and Dramath's sarcophagus to ensure that the Mandalorians did not rediscover it. Which we'll get back to that later, because uh, <laughs> that's a whole side quest thing that goes on after the way after. Mm-hmm. So Revan and Malak traveled alone to the Nathama, in which the world was the distant Chorlian sector. I think that's how you say it. Uh, And they were astonished to discover that the planet was completely barren of the force. There, the two Jedi learned the story of the Sith Lord, Vitiate, who had lived around the time of the great hyperspace war between the Republic and the Sith empire, a thousand years earlier in 4,999 BBY. Vitiate had convinced many of the remaining Sith to join him in a ritual with Sith magic, but the ritual of the Mothalma had resulted in the extinction of all life on the surface. And the Mothalma, and the immortality of Vitiate, who took on the name of the Sith Emperor and gathered the younger generations of Sith before departing the remains of the shattered Sith Empire.
0: Okay. It's, I have more I have more lore points. <laughs> because let's we're gonna jump over to Sykes' wheelhouse for a minute here, and we're gonna talk okay. about a planet being void of the force is like saying the universe lost the Phoenix Force.
2: Uh, yeah basically because you've got you've got no life uh it's right um and the phoenix force is a it's a force of destruction and cleansing thus rebirth in life uh so yeah it's uh you take all that away there's it's nothing
0: um right yeah yeah i'm just sitting here in like It doesn't make sense to me. How can something that is so integral to the galaxy, it's like I don't know. It just feels like there would be much more like like on the physics side of things much more complications for the rest of the galaxy for what happens on uh,
2: Nathama.
1: True, I, sure, space magic.
2: i think on the physics side of it it's not so much he's attained immortality but he's got so much life that it is like immortality he's taking it all within himself um
1: essentially he essentially like the force is a battery he completely took all the energy of that battery from the planet and literally just placed it within himself Basically, yeah. And so it's right. it's not destroyed, it's just been transferred.
0: Correct. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I guess it just I'm my struggle is with the line that the force is the energy that binds the universe together. Uh-huh. And so snap Yeah. Yeah. Um That's fair. <laughs> but, but I do this is a funny joke, just a funny tangent, but I do feel like it's like the progression from like general Sith to Vitiate is like, okay, so we've got the general Sith. Yeah, I've got cool force lightning. Oh, it's like schoolyard boys. Oh, well, I'm Darth Nihilus and I can suck the life out of planet and everything. And then someone comes out and is like, I'm Vitiate and I'm like super Darth Nihilus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Darth Nihilus, but instead of an entire planet, I could literally wipe out multiple planets at the same time across multiple light years away
0: like have you ever played a game with a child and yes you're like they keep making they keep making rules and it's like no you can't do that why well because i'm invincible well you weren't invincible five seconds ago (laughs) right
1: (laughs) right exactly yes (laughs) (laughs) so uh to determine to locate the sith threat Uh, Revan and Malak follow the Sith survivors' trail to the storm-covered world of Drummond Cos, which they discover to be the capital of the reconstructed Sith Empire under the rule of the Sith Emperor. When Revan and Malak arrived on the Emperor's throne room, the Sith ruler was ready for them. Instead of fighting them, the Emperor reached out and dominated their minds, twisting the pair into willing servants and completing their fall to the dark side before he scour their minds for useful information, anointing the new students, or new servants, as Darth Revan and Darth Malak, the Dark Lords of the Sith, the Emperor sent them back into the Republic as a vanguard to his own invasion, ordering them to find, to make them, make use of the Rakan and Starforged, and report back when they had crushed the Republic's resistance. So this is how, I mean, the Revan and Malak were obviously already going down the Path of the Dark Side. Vitiate literally just... Oh, let me turn the switch on for you. Just just to get it you there all the way there. There you go. You guys are evil now. Let me just turn this up to 11 real quick. Right. Exactly. So... Once we get to that part... Now there's New Dark Lords the Sith. So, departing Drummond costs in search of the Star Forge... As willing servants to the Emperor... Darth Revan and Darth Malak followed the Tatooine, Dantooine and Kashyyyk star maps to locate similar star maps on Manon, Tatooine, and Korriban. On Korriban, Revan delved further into the dark side while plundering the tomb of the ancient Sith Trillac Horde. Among the Sith relics, he discover- rediscovered the tomb of Trillac Horde's mask, and the two Sith soon rec- located the star map on the depths of the tomb of the ancient Sith Lord Nagashado. Which, both Siths, Turlock Horde and Nagasato, were both devastatingly powerful. Um, If you play Suotora, the MMO, Turlock Horde, you actually, like, that's the whole thing with the... It's either the Sith Inquisitor or Sith Warrior class, sto- like, prologue. It's part of your pro- prologue story that you specifically deal with them, uh, with oh. Turlock Horde. I believe. Mm-hmm. It's one of the Sith... Um, So, during this time, Revan created his own Sith holocron, which contained Revan's thoughts on the nature of the relationship between Sith Master and Apprentice. And by 39.59 BBY, using the information from the four-star maps, Revan and Malak were able to triangulate the location of the Star Forge and the Leon system. However, their ship crashed on the planet of Leon upon uh, arrival and the two were taken captive by the native Black Rakata tribe. And then, unable to understand the primitive language, Revan t- uh, tore the knowledge from the One, the Rakata leader, speaking with the One. Revan made a deal with the Rakata in exchange to the theft of the ancient tomb of the rival of the elder tribe. The One would help Revan and Malik gain access to the Temple of Ancients, a nearby structure that was a key to access in the Star Forge, but sealed without spoken ritual from the tome. However, when, when Revan and Malak met the elders, Revan instead allied himself with them. So, you know, he's he's doing all these schemes and just trying to play everyone to get what he wants. Which is obvious for a someone who wants to conquer the galaxy. And then during this time among the Rakata, Revan spoke to Liawa... A Rakatan researcher who was attempting to restore the Force sensitivity of a species and Revan reached a compromise with the Elders. They would open the Temple of Ancients for him and Saul in him alone if he would destroy the Star Forge and help the Elders free themselves from the dark past. However, once the elders opened the temple, Revan broke his word and entered the temple with Malak. The two used the knowledge to gleaned from the temple to shut down the disruptor field around the planet and to access the starforge Before departing, Revan left his holocron in the lowest level of the temple. And you know, that's another thing Sith do. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. And lie. And do something completely different. Yeah. Yup. I have,
2: I have changed the deal. Pray, I do not alter it further. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> be, be, uh, be thankful that you walk away with your lives. So, the pair had broken free of the Emperor's control by the time they boarded the Star Forge and orbit above the Star Abo, And the f- two former Jedi, their minds still twisted to the dark side, interpreted the Emperor's mental commands as their own desires. So this is where. Things start to change to where okay, Revan and Malik are now no longer in the Emperor's as servants, but because of what the Emperor did, they now think his thoughts is their thoughts. So
0: I just I just want to point out, and we'll get to this in a little bit, but Revan has had his memory erased after Mm -hmm. he leaves Dromund Koss. So when he's captured by the Jedi, they erase his erased memory. Yes. There is no way that, like... And I know in the book, when you come in to where he is, like, he does have some memory issues, but, like... Right, yeah. That much brain damage... The mind
1: can only take so much strain before it breaks.
0: Right. We're... There... I'm just saying, like I know, and I will even admit that even science has its limits. Where like the human body can do things that are inexplainable, but they're they're lucky that there was any kind of personality left of Revan, right after the Jedi do whatever they did.
1: Oh yeah. Um. But then Darth Revan and Malak declared themselves leaders of their new Sith Empire, and Darth Revan took on Darth Malak as the Sith Apprentice. Assuming command of the Republic ships and soldiers had followed him into the Unknown regions. Revan made them into the military of his new Empire and used the Star Force to manufacture ships, weapons, and other war material to supply them. The Sith Lords quickly reclaimed, reclaimed Korriban, reestablishing the Sith Academy, so as to supply to the Empire... With Sith. And then. Revan had continued to study the Star Forge. And he came to the realization that it was capable of far more than just the creation of weapons. Taking a fragment of the Star Forge no bigger than a fingertip. Revan experimented with, with it. And discovered that the device fed on whatever it was given. Whether it was the force or simply basic mass. And returned the basic building blocks of the universe. Water, air, carbon, and even life. So... Yeah, the Starforge was a lot more than just a big giant space factory. And then he left the fragment in the depths of the moon of Nar Shaddai in the care of a member of the alien slaves in a large complex. The slaves, whose descendants came from the known Revan only as the godlike figure, known him as the Revan, in quote-unquote, remained loyal to Revan's restrictions and cared for the infinite engine. quote unquote. Which... You can actually experience all of that in the uh, SWTOR MMO. If you are a Sith character, it doesn't matter what class. Once you go to the planet of Nar Shadda, it is part of the planet story. So you do, if yeah. you do the planet story, go through that, you will actually encounter the Rakadin. Specifically, talks about Revan, and you actually physically see the Infinite Engine. You could interesting take the engine and give it to the Empire, and let the Rakatan to die, or you can leave the engine in there. It's up to your choice.
0: You know, I, I think this is a good point to talk about, like, when we're first introduced to Star Wars in A New Hope, I think we don't talk about enough that we're basically in, like, a post-apocalyptic society.
2: hmm Go on.
0: Or, like, a fascist, like, because there's always the conversation of like, why has technology regressed in Star Wars, basically, other than the fact that four, five, six come out before. But if we look at this, like, and we look at the kind of technology that the Rakatan, uh Empire has and the kind of things that like Bane was able to do and all of these, it makes sense that like, we're dealing with. A declining society with things that are lost, so as that cons- as that continues with the transformation of the empire, like the purge of the Jedi kind of serves as a mini like apocalyptic event that regresses the galaxy backwards,
1: yeah, I mean I'd agree with that, I mean obviously, like from going from episode three to episode four, you can easily see that with the state of the galaxy with the jedi. Purge the galaxy now is in complete disarray, regardless of the empire becoming the or the republic becoming the empire or so forth. There's no peacekeepers in the galaxy anymore,
2: mm-hmm. hmm. regardless Only took of him. what the
1: empire says. Because the empire is the empire, right?
2: <laughs> Only took him 19 years to just drive it into the ground, right? Exactly. <laughs>
0: So hey, time is time is irrelevant in Star Wars. I no, mean, joke. that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> was Luke on was Luke on Dag- Dagobah for six hours, nine days, six years? Time works differently.
1: <laughs> we don't even know what a standard year is. No, because there's so many <laughs> different planets, so we we don't even know what time what what is time in Star. Wars? That's, that's a good question. But thought um,
2: the year was based on Coruscant.
1: Like the revolution of Coruscant. Yeah, I could the Galactic be. Standard. Yeah, it's, yeah, Galactic Standard is based on the capital of the galaxy. But. Still. But so, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um. So now we have the Jedi Civil War. Which we all know about. Because if you play KOTOR. You take part in it. So for the first attack. Plan, uh, part plan. twenty. 20- year campaign against the Republic, Revan uses knowledge of the Republic's military's inner workings and attack the shipyards on the planet of uh, Forest. In the Battle of Forest, uh, Revan's forces seized most of the Republic's warships and there and destroyed the rest, beginning the Jedi Civil War. When the Republic officers saw Coreth defeat Deflected to Revan's forces, Revan eventually promoted Karath to Admiral and commander of the entire Sith fleet. However, Malak ordered the newly promoted Admiral to bombard the surface of the planet of Telos IV with his flagship Leviathan, despite the fact that Revan had intended to conquer the planet. Yeah. Because Malak likes to bombard things. If you okay. play KOTOR 1, you know.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So I want to talk about this because the argument is one of my favorite things that happens. So when you are when the final reveal in KOTOR 1 happens that you're Revan or whatever. Sorry, spoiler for a 20 year old
1: game, which she just became 20 years last week, by the way.
0: Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, sorry for spoilers for the 20 year old game that you should have played by now. because It's awesome. But, you know, you find out that you're Revan and. You're coming back, and Karth Onasi is obviously pissed because his home planet was Telos, and apparently the voice actor can only be cast as characters who are whiny for Bioware games. But <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, the voice actor for Karth is also the voice actor for Caden uh
1: Jin's going to murder you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, I love Caden, but he is whiny. Oh, I, I, I now feel bad for leaving him on Vermeer. <laughs> yeah. um, so, it is,
0: but it's a point of Karth is like pissed because he's like, you're Revan, how can you be Revan? Like, the Sith destroyed my planet and then Kanderas is like, everyone knows Malik did that and I'm like, does everyone know that? Isn't that <laughs> like common knowledge, Kanderas?
1: That's a fair point. Like, yeah, that's... Can't... I, uh... And I guarantee Candorus really only knows is because he's worked he's a he's worked as a mercenary since the Mandalorian Wars, and he's a Mandalorian, so he kinda can figure things out. The common folk probably could care less who did it or not. Telos four got mm-hmm. bombed. Fun fact, you go to Telos and Kotor too, so.
2: Yeah, but let's be real here. That's like a bubble station and yes. uh, you don't handmaidens. See the
1: handmaidens. Yeah, like you don't see the whole thing. No, but uh, so as the title of Darth was previously known to the Republic and the Jedi at the point in the time, many scholars later believed that Revan and Malak were the first Sith to use it, and they specialized or speculated the title was derived from the Rakatan language. Honestly, I think it's just because it sounds cool. Nobody really knows. Because yeah. the Emperor yeah. gave them that name. It wasn't the Rakhatans. So, yeah. Right. Or I think it was and from it some, asks, something with the ancient Sith, probably.
0: Because I think if you read the Revan novel, like in the Dramadkos society, like there's a difference between the Darth title and the Lord title. Correct. Darth uh. is above Lord. Right, and so, like he is Darth Vitiate, he's not, well I guess he might just be Vitiate, Emperor Vitiate.
1: Emperor Vitiate, like, yeah, Emperor, Darth the Emperor, or Vitiate, he goes by many names. I don't think he ever used Darth, Mm -hmm. he never used Darth in his title, so Vitiate's his own thing. Um, but mm-hmm. during the war, Revan ordered the assassination of a number of political figures, including the Enchanti Senator, the Senators of Minas Ion of Corelia, and Lenin Dor of Uh It was Revan's intention to leave the Republic economy and military functioning intact so that he could rebuild a stronger Republic and confront the mysterious threat Revan remembered in the Unknown Regions. So he can't remember the emperor, but he can somewhat figure things out because he's smart. so he,
2: now he's so twisted around that the guy who brainwashed him to go do it is now back to being the mysterious dark figure out yes. in the unknown uh, region. Yep, man, that sounds like some twisted, like just some twisted writing. Like, I this feels like too many cooks in the kitchen again. We've got it was also too early 2000s, so well. I also think it's Bioware's
0: attempt because a lot of that information comes from KOTOR 2 of Mm -hmm. like whether whether or not Revan is trying to preserve the Republic and that speculation comes from the Disciple and it comes from Kreia. And so it could be that that's not actually what's going on with Revan. But what we do know is that Revan seems to show more Restraint against
1: completely he's not as brutal
0: everyone. yeah, he's not as brutal to the Republic as Malik is, which suggests that he has a more strategic mind than Malik a little bit, um yeah, he's not
1: which we all know he does
0: <laughs> right, uh Revan is cruel and he's definitely evil, but he's not like a sadist, he's not like just doing things for the sake of doing things he typically has like he uses them to send messages or to further his strategic goal which is a different kind of evil than malik
2: it's the lawful evil versus the just chaotic evil chaotic evil Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean even malik lacks chaos he's just i mean i guess he is in, in the in the sense that he's kind of like a rabbit dog at the end there he's just like i'm going to kill everything because i have to kill everything
1: right yeah anyway so not long after the battle of Forrest, uh revan entered into a partnership with the zirka corporation offering them a trade monopoly within the territory of his empire in return for log- logistical and economical support the and with Revan's support zirka established their regional headquarters in the colony of Durashta on Korriban near the Sith Academy. Malak soon began to resent his master, and he openly expressed his opinion that Revan was too soft to be a Sith while the two were aboard Revan's flagship. Malak's comments sparked a duel between the two and ended with Revan delivered. A lightsaber strike to his his apprentice removed Malak's jaw. Malak survived the fight, but was forced to wear a large metal prosthesis over his lower face, and spoke through a vocabulator for the rest of his life. Which you don't physically see that, but someone on, on YouTube made a, a fan-made version of this fight. And really good CGI, mm. and it's it's something to something to watch because it kind of gives you like, oh, that's that's what happened. And that's I exactly. just uh, I
0: love the like related like punishment that's like there because it's basically just like Revan's like you
1: gonna talk shit well you're not gonna be able to talk now right exactly I <laughs> know there's something that comes from a strategist of mine. so talk I mean, shit <laughs> get hit <laughs> I mean admittedly Malik is
2: like I'm gonna say his character design originally was because we they wanted a Darth Vader like character Mm-hmm. You know, and so that robotic voice is part of it. Like it's a little, it's a little heavy handed in how they did it, but it works out.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, when I played KOTOR as a, uh, let's see, hold old was like 11. No, let's see. Yeah. In 2003, I would have been 11. Uh-huh. And so I played KOTOR as an 11 year old and I will not exaggerate when the first time I saw Malik's face, kind of freaked
2: me out yeah i mean even on those graphics that was still kind of just like <laughs> that was a bit much
1: yeah mm-hmm. um so around that time malik asked hk-47 that what he thought of him and revan was so amused by hk-47's description of malik as a quote-unquote meat bag and he reprogrammed the droid to refer to all organics as such uh, the success of HK forty seven led to Revan decide that more droids like him would be, help maintain the galaxy's stability, and HK forty seven became the basis of the HK fifty series of droids, which was constructed on Telos.
2: And... Which we never got.
1: <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> we, yes, we and got some. Yes and uh, no. Yeah, I mean, they, if you they, go
1: play Soetor, the HK fifty droids are in the game, and you have oh yeah, yeah, you have I, two I, as companions. the yeah, and uh, you can't. Okay,
0: so modern-day PCs, it's like our hit or miss with KOTOR 2. Um, You have to do some finagling, but with its remastered, most of your modern-day like laptops, as long as you're not running something that is just real janky, can, pot- can potentially run KOTOR 2 with the restored content mod in it. Oh. And on the restored content mod, you can go back and do the... What was cut the factory mission of the HK50s, which leads to different endings for the little remote on Malachor in KOTOR 2
2: Oh, okay. I mean, um, yeah, I, I was aware of the restored content, but I was, just,
1: I was just saying, like, yeah, we never, we never got it. Kind of, sort of, but. But yeah. you can also go and play Star Wars: Old Republic MMO, and. You can't either subscribe or buy the uh or no i think you have to buy the uh added story chapter once you get to the later expan- one of the expansions is specifically you play as h k fifty five and you go through an h k factory huh. and you meet the head of h k forty seven and actually talk to h k fifty five and h k forty seven have a full on conversation. <laughs> It's very interesting. Um so in 3957 BBY the Jedi Council set a trap for Revan. sending a small fleet of the Outer Rim as bait. Revan attacked the fleet, but a small Jedi strike team led by Jedi Knight Bassilachan, who was capable ba- of battle meditation, a force ability that strengthened one's allies and weakens enemies through the Force, attacked Revan's flagship. Amid the confusion, Sean rushed forward and delivered a force push to Sith Lord's chest, sending them flying. Revan was critically injured in the explosions and the fighting that followed. The only survivor of her strike team, Sean, saved Revan's life with the Force and took him into safety, forming a powerful Force bond between them in the process. Sean brought the comatose Sith Lord with her to Dantooine, where the Jedi... Order healed Revan's broken body, and the Jedi Council decided to take action against Revan. Joining together, the members of the Council wiped Revan's mind clean, erasing his memories, and giving him a new identity as a soldier from the planet of Duralia. Sean also secretly kept Revan's mask, which she had recovered before fleeing Revan's doomed flagship. I'm
2: sorry. The, Again. The, the scout is such a better class. Why? Why the soldier?
0: <laughs> because, you know, I guarantee it's Bioware. They just love to, like, as the default, bring mm. in that, okay, you're a soldier yeah. and a Jedi Guardian, and that's mm-hmm. the canon. Kind of like, you know, the Elder Scrolls tends to do the same thing. Like, the here or the um, champion of Cyrodiil is an Imperial because you're taking place in... Cyrodiil, you know, the Dragonborn is a Nord. Canon, like, default-wise, you know, the Neverine is a Dark Elf. Like, they
1: Mm -hmm. love to do those default things. Yep. But um, at this point, I think it's a good time to take a mid-break. All (laughs) Alright.
0: All right. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about other things that have to do with the podcast. Um, it's here where we thank our patrons. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons and their support. Um, if you'd like to sign up and join us on Patreon, you can do that at going to patreon.com slash holocron histories, or you can click the link in the episode description. You can go and support us that way. You can also support us, um, by leaving ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. And if you do that and leave us a kind review with five stars, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Ben, did we read the Apple review last yes, week? Yes,
1: we did. Okay,
0: awesome. Then we don't have any to read today. But again, if you unless we have a comment.
1: Uh, that is, well, um, actually, we have a new one on Spotify once I get this opened up. Alright, so we have one on our Wookiee episode, which was episode 52. So, from Lawu, uh was a very good very good information on Wookiees. Also wanted to point out that we don't see Chewie rip off Unclar Plunt in a deleted scene in Fork Awakens. Oh, we do see him get ripped off from Chewie. I forgot about that. Interesting. I completely forgot there was a deleted scene where Ankar Plutt gets completely ripped by Chewie. Which is played by um, Simon Pegg. Oh. Plutt is is voiced and played by... He, he's in costume as Ankar Plutt uh Simon Pegg. Because Simon Pegg is a big... He's in Star Trek, but he's also a huge Star Wars nerd. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what actors aren't huge Star Wars nerds? Because the stormtrooper that was for that was forced persuaded by Ray was literally um, James Bond. Yeah. And I was like, that's fantastic. We didn't even know who he was in the film until like well after the movie was premiered. And he went up on Twitter and said, yep, that was me. I was in Star Wars.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for your comment and your reviews and all that. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can also come hang out with us on Discord. We're all over Discord. Uh, in the Robots Radio Discord or the Cups Podcasting and More Discord server, you can come and hang out with us. You can find us as Ben of Something and Teacup on those servers. Um, and so that, you can also mm-hmm. check out our other shows that we do. We This is the only show we together but i co-host the assassin's creed lore cast and the dragon age lore cast and ben's got his up he's got you've got a couple shows now
1: yeah so obviously you have this show i also host and have the wizard world lore cast and i am now starting a third show the final fantasy lore cast where we're taking a dive into the series of final fantasy which believe me i know i thought star wars is going to be a undertaking final fantasy is an undertaking all on its own godspeed <laughs>
0: i actually think psych has a beat i think i think marvel beats us all
1: i mean marvel's been around since with the with the 40s uh, uh
2: yes uh but it helps that i'm only narrowed down to just the like the mcu specifically and i just bring That's in true. bring in the Good uh point. the sources and the like here's where they got this idea possibly maybe you know, so
0: how many origin stories does thor
2: have <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 like like six
0: <laughs> yeah anyway but yeah you can uh check us out let's like plug his stuff a little bit at the end uh But yeah, that's all I got for the middle of the show. So I think we can get back to the to
1: Revan. Awesome. Let's do that. (laughs) All right. Now that we're back, we have Revan Reborn. So this is the events of KOTOR. And I would say we would go over information this. But honestly, just just go out and play KOTOR. The game's like 10 bucks on Steam most times. Or on your phone or on Xbox. So, or even on Switch. Go, You can play it on your Switch now. Kotor 1 and 2. Yeah, just go um, play Kotor.
0: What? I would rec- recommend playing it on PC or. Oh, yeah. Play it on PC Xbox. or
1: Xbox if for backwards compatibility. Don't play it on Switch. Um, you can. No it's way. just not going to. You can. It's not going to play the same. Does they fix. It. It's got a better compatibility
0: now, well,
1: um, but there' still never had issues. KOTOR two had the issues.
2: I mean, be... two issues. like
1: <laughs> wow, well, yes, but KOTOR uh, two when it was released on the Switch, it was almost unplayable once you got to mm-hmm. a certain part because it would just lock up. Yeah. you couldn't do anything. Yeah, I remember the cutscene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep, there's it... that. Yeah, and then but
0: yeah. Oh. I was just going to say, play it on PC. It's probably the easy. Like I said, most PCs can handle it because it's an old enough game. Oh yeah. Uh, just it's make, just be sale. careful. Um, if you're running into issues with these old Star Wars games, here's your, here is your free hint. Turn off grass and shadows, play in windowed mode and you'll be okay.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. And then we have after the war. So this is the event of the Revan novel, which takes place in the before the MMO of the Old Republic. But we will get into a little bit of his stuff with that now. So rediscovering his past. So shortly after the Battle of Rakata Prime... Uh, Revan returned to Corban and drove the remnants of the Empire uh, from the Sith Tomb World. In the weeks afterward, the Jedi Council approached Revan and offered him to find a master to retain him completely in the Jedi ways, but Revan refused, as his knowledge of the Force and both the Light and the Dark Sides was beyond that of common Padawan. Shan also refused the Council when they gave for a similar offer, and the older members of the Count Order became further estranged with the two when Sean and Revan decided to get to be married.
0: All right. Again, I'm going to take issue with this. Because it's the same thing where they're taking Anakin and they're saying, you know, okay, go protect this senator who you've always had the hots for alone and all of this but don't fall in love with her hey you know mm, how yep. like you're a stunted teenager whose development is stunted and you don't really know how to process your trauma or your emotions let's send you with this really really attractive girl that we know you have a crush on but don't fall in love
1: yeah yeah the jedi order of the prequel era is very naive in what they do with Anakin and literally just rinse and repeat what they did to Revan, almost.
0: But, you know, if
1: if I was a Jedi Knight
0: if I was a Jedi Knight at this time and they told me that they sent two Padawans unaccompanied on this mission to go take down the most powerful evil force in the galaxy right now I would be barging into those council quarters and being like, what the hell is wrong
1: with well, you? Well, to be fair, Basil is a Jedi Knight at the time. She is not.
0: She She's is not a un- Jedi per- Padawan. Was she? She is a Jedi Padawan.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She... Oh, we never she see lives. her. We don't see We her never see her master. We never see her master. And so they're both Padawans when they come off this. And I'm not saying that Padawans can't do amazing things because we see Ahsoka and Clone Wars do amazing things and she's a Padawan. But it's at the same time of like, okay, like, I know the council knows that Revan is a Jedi Knight. But from things, here's this old person who is now just a Padawan who has emerged to padawan in a remarkably short amount of time and now he's going on a mission to
2: save the galaxy that's for i point. mean the that council did keep it all hush hush like nobody knew <laughs> um but also like yeah it's just it's not a good idea like they know about the force bond between bastila and revan and they're like Oh yeah, it's fine. The two of you by yourselves, this will be perfect. Like what else no, what what other outcome
0: could it possibly have come? Not out only of this? that, they send another Jedi Padawan with them who has fall, who has previously fallen to the dark side. That
1: is also true. Yeah, you do. <laughs> now, if I'm mistaken, you don't have to recruit Jahani. No, you can uh, murder her. You just you yeah. just murder her instead. Okay, that's what I thought. And I was but, like, you can just like kill her.
0: But, <laughs> but the, the light side do... version is canon. True. The light this side is version true.
1: is canon, so Yeah, that's a fair with. point. Oh we'll send her too. Okay.
2: Yes. So three Padawans. Ooh. Okay.
1: Now now and we're then fine. <laughs> we get a <laughs> then we get a, you know, quote unquote gray Jedi. He's not a great Jedi, he's a just a Jedi who just doesn't care. Um, yeah, in yeah. there as well and you know it gets all I guess he's the chaperone I he's guess. the unknowingly after the fact chaperone but no and you know we get
0: this point because they do send Padawans off to do things like we see Ahsoka and Barriss like they team up and they send them off and they're supposed to do these tasks but I feel like it's vastly different to be like hey go with this item in this highly protected clone transport trip. And take this thing back to Coruscant versus here's your ship have at it
1: right well and then and with that comparison with Barris and uh, Ahsoka they're with an entire ship full of clones right mm-hmm. they're not yeah. by themselves with a ragtag team of like eight people and like a couple drawings
0: <laughs> and what the hell is Jolie going to do? Absolutely
1: nothing, because he we're, doesn't like, care.
0: Exactly, <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Oh, you two are, you two are in love. Like that's fine. The council doesn't matter." Like. Right?
2: <laughs> he officiated. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's
1: true. It's he might, true. probably did. Um, so to get back on topic, All right? Uh, so the rest of the council realized that Revan's standing as a public hero was too important for him to be banished, and they came up to a compromise with Revin. The Order would not object to his marriage, and the two would remain as official Jedi, but Revan would be ordered not to spread his beliefs. However, Revan began uh, to be plagued by nightmares in 3954 BBY, two years after Malak's defeat. These nightmares took form of a shadowy, storm-covered world that Revan did not recognize in the presence of an overwhelming and approaching darkness. The next morning, Revan contacted Candorous Ordo and asked him to meet him. Revan and T3M4 visit the galactic market, though Revan refused HK47's request to join them, as he knew the assassin droid would become frustrated by the number of quote unquote meat bags, and the pair made their way to the dealer's den cantina where Ordo was waiting. So, you okay. know, this
0: is all in the book,
1: an- and yeah.
0: I have another thing to just talk about here. So, Basically, they make a deal with Revan. We're like, okay, you can keep your sexy Jedi space wife. <laughs> Just don't don't preach on the street corner. Like that's <laughs> our deal much. that we're doing here. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what we're doing here. If Anakin had more than two brain cells, this man (laughs) would have been researching all of these precedents to be like, look, here are all of these precedents of people being married in the Jedi Order. Like, let me keep my sexy senator wife.
1: I mean, um, with that, like, if they just trained him, like, actually shown him things that he needed to know. Besides just mm. shutting him away half the time, would also kind of help, <laughs> right? I, I mean, there's there's a member on the Jedi Council.
2: He's the the real tall. Um, I head know exactly
1: thing. who you're talking about? And I can't. Uh, yes, Kedamundi. Kedamundi. Yeah, yeah. He's
2: married he, because his so like five great, different women. Yeah, because his race is going extinct. So like. Sitting on the Jedi Council is a married Jedi. But master. there's an
1: exception because his species is going extinct. Okay, but the thing is, is, he's still
2: married. <laughs>
1: this is a this is off topic,
0: and I want oh, yes. to um, I want to um, just kind of come this. So in the Padawan arc, like the lightsaber Jedi crystal, there is a Padawan who is the same species. So now I want to know, like, is Mundi his daddy? like is that what's happening here
1: oh shoot i never thought of that oh uh, boy mm -hmm. oh that'd be interesting to know but to get back on with (laughs) shelby hates him hates kita mundi hates him he doesn't even do anything (laughs) why because he has two brains
0: no because of his he is like one of the people who really pushed for ahsoka's exile from the jedi oh, that's oh fair. right that's I a fair that. point
1: <laughs> so searching for answers uh reven was suspicious of mandalore the ultimate's decision to invade the republic and he could not shake the feeling that mandalore's reason were linked to revan's nightmares explaining how he thought that his visions were a warning revan asked order to talk to other mandalorians and to find out about uh, more about the mandalore Despite Ordo's reluctance, uh, he agreed to their request in the two-parted ways. Revan's desire to remember his past led him and tried to contact Major Surik, his lieutenant from the Mayor Lawrence Wars. Uh, and when he was unable to contact her or even sense her presence from in the forest, he decided to visit the Jedi Temple. Entering Surik's name into the search box, Revan stated... Started reading the official report compiled by On the Battle of Malachor V, though nothing in the report was new to him. The report claimed that Revan and Suric both began aware of Mass Shadow Generator's effects and willingly used the weapon anyway, and the author speculated that the Revan was already a dark Darksider by that point. The author of a particular report was soon to be revealed when H. Uh, Atris, a Jedi Master, the former friend of Sarek's, arrived and mocked his attempt to recover his memories, realizing that Atris was tagged. Her report to alert her whenever it was referenced. Revan confirmed his suspicions by insulting the report's accuracy, but he ignored Atris's anger and questioned her about Sarek. Oh, Atris, I hate her with a passion. Mosec. Sorry, yeah
0: this yeah. really makes sense that so if you play a male exile it is highly implied that atris is in love with you
2: mm-hmm. yep. i yes. think
0: her behavior makes so much more sense with that it what regardless of gender of the exile oh yeah like and i just laughed at the i really wanted to put in the notes when it said a uh, friend <laughs> right History will
1: remember them as roommates. Um. Yep. So, a disbelieving a- uh, Atrus and dis- disgusted to realize that Revan did not remember what he had happened to their friend, and she had told the Jedi that Surak was cut herself off from the Force after Malakor, and the Council had exiled her when she returned to face her judgment. Uh, avoiding the philosophical argument when Atris and Revan began to argue about how losing the force was worse than death, Revan brought the conversation back to Surak and Atris admitted that she did not she had not spoken to Suric since the trial. Revan, Ordo, and T3 left on the Ebenhawk. So, after all that. And, but before Revan left, Basila was pregnant. They had a kid. Um... So, there's that. Which... If you play Star Wars the Old Republic, you will know their lineage survives through the Old Republic. Because you have multiple characters in the Old Republic named Sean. Mm-hmm. And
2: can we like it does feel like the Star Wars relies heavily on the absent parent trope. You know, we do this with Revan, we we do this with um I mean with Anakin, but you know the, there's no father, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just. It feels like <laughs> Jesus. It completely <laughs> <What>? ignored. <him. laughs> All of that. It's just like, why? Why do we have to keep coming back to this? Like the, these parents, they leave before the child ever is even born. Because
1: and... it's an easy plot point to write and not have much effort to deal with the storytelling. Uh, yeah.
0: Well. I also I go back, you know, the hero's journey is still around and still is relevant because I think it speaks to a deep desire in like humanity for storytelling. Like it's the Mm. storytelling that we gravitate to. And it's not that I always point out that like Campbell didn't invent the hero's journey. He just looked at a bunch of stories throughout like history and said there is a similar theme that goes throughout all these stories and this is what it is. And so I think that that's probably why it is. And like, I think that they do that in a lot of ways, not only because it's easy storytelling, but it also provides like an ample point to provide motivation for another character to move forward.
1: Mm. True. So now we get to the part where, Claiming a Mandalore's mask. So, Revan and Ordo met up with the Mandalorians and found the mask of Mandalore. Uh, Revan had a force vision when he picks up the mask. So, this is... They go back to the Twin Peaks. Uh, Revan, Ordo, and a group of Mandalorians go in to get the mask because it's linked to his nightmares and whatnot. And... Lo and behold, Ordo's wife is in the company. Mm Mm-hmm. Or ex-wife, I can't remember. Yeah, I think there yeah. are they still married. I couldn't remember if they were still married or not. But yeah, there there was that whole thing. Uh, and so then Revan believed that he would find more answer, answers on Nathema, a planet mentioned in the datachron and his memories, and told Ordo that he would be be going alone. He believed that Ordo would take up the mask of Mandalore. And then telling Ordo how the Mandalorians needed to protect the Republic from the unknown Sith threat. And thereby regain the honor and cultural beliefs the Sith had twisted during the Mandalorian Wars. Revan convinced his friend to don the mask and take the name of Mandalore the Preserver. Revan and Ordo then descended the spear and returned to Ordo's camp. Though Revan departed and headed back to the Hawk, There he was greeted by T3M4 and the two set off to Nathema.
0: Um, I'm just gonna say this as a like a kind of disclaimer, spoiler, or warning: the Revan novel is extremely sad. Like it there is. are ex- it's very depressing. There are there are extremely sad points and really dark moments for the characters, but it really like highlights and shows like if you want to understand the context of Kotor two you need to read the Revan novel. like, And why the char- some characters are where they are. and Which is funny this...
1: because the novel came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Or 2011, the same year as Star Wars the Old Republic. Because the book is the first book of the Old Republic novels, specifically for those game lines. But it's specifically before the events of KOTOR 2. Mm-hmm. in which KOTOR 2 is 300 years before the Star Wars MMO.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's both. It's like, it starts after KOTOR 1. Well, yeah the, is, yeah, the book is the book. And so then it goes
1: to after KOTOR 2. The first yes. half then... of the book is before KOTOR 1, or before KOTOR 2. And the yeah. second half is after the events of KOTOR 2. Mm-hmm. Because yes. it, it deals with Maitre who she goes off and ...finds Revan again. Uh-huh. Which, now we have the threat of the Sith, so Revan follows the leads to find the Emperor. He finds and Koss and meets Lord Scourge, and if anybody plays the MMO and play the Jedi Knight storyline, Lord Scourge is one of your companions and a pure-blood Sith. So he's the red-skinned Sith that we have in, like, in the mythology of the Sith. Revan is captured by the Emperor, but he is able to slow the Emperor down by manipulating the thoughts... Through the force. And then then we have the events of the Revan. Ex- Suator expansion. So I played all the expansions. Of Soator. And with this. So at the end of the novel. Revan is captured by Lord Scourge. Who is the right hand to the Emperor. And with that being captured. They didn't like put him in a cell. Or like kill him or anything like that. They put him in a containment. Like stasis To where he is constantly kept alive, but because of his connection to the Force, it stabilized him to where he lived for 300 years. Because you physically meet Revan in the flesh three times in the Swartora uh, MMO, and multiple times Force goes wise and how he says specifically because the Jedi Knight storyline, you specifically deal with the Emperor, and he strictly tells you, "Oh, I've been my, putting my thoughts into his head, so he would be slowed down, not to be taken over the galaxy. If that didn't, ha- if I didn't do that, he would have wiped out all of existence as we know it." So, go play Horror. It's such a fun game, such a fun MMO totally play it solo. You don't even have to play with friends. That's how I play it. Yeah. And then now we have Revan, Revan's legacy. So Revan's victory over Darth Malak and his influence over the Sith Emperor and ensured the Republic's received the most, almost 300 years of peace. Revan's son, Valinair continued the Sean family line, a line that produced many Jedi, including the Jedi Knight Talisa Sean and her daughter, uh, Satil, a woman who went to become the youngest grandmaster of the jedi order in history despite revan's redemption and the destruction of the sith at his hands the sith both the the reconstructed sith empire and later sith such as darth bane held revan in high regard though the sacrifice revan had revan to the emperor so he could survive scourge remained loyal to his and the jedi's cause the defeat of the emperor and served the Jedi or Sith ruler as his personal executioner for three hundred years before he allied himself with the hero of Tython, the knight whose scourge had foreseen would complete Revan's mission. So yeah, in the in the book as well, you get that Scourge wants to destroy the Emperor and aligned himself with Revan, but because of how things were progressing, he didn't have the means to destroy the Emperor. He had to do what he said. But then um, your character you create for the Jedi Knight storyline com- completely completes it. Well, base game, you quote unquote kill the Emperor. You actually don't kill him until like uh, four expansions later.
2: Ugh. Lazy. Yeah.
1: because vitiate is immortal supposedly and when you actually and when you get to the first expansion where you physically see vitiate you strike him down and then he dies physically but Uh then it is intruded into your mind and lives within your head and talks to you all the time it's very frustrating yeah that
2: sounds like it it should also be noted that. Surik is also here, along with T3, and unfortunately, they both bite it here. Mm-hmm. It's really, really sad, actually. Like,
1: I, yep, Surik, is it bad? Circ yeah, dies and T3 dies.
0: Is it bad that I was more sad about T3 <laughs> than the Exile? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because t is the best droid ever. Yeah. But if oh. you go play the MMO, you have T7, which is the next best droid. Well, no, the
0: best droid is R2-D2, and it will always be R2-D2, and I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen, but T3 is a good one.
1: Fair, that's fair. Uh, and then before we end the show, we do have some behind the scenes with Revan. So, Revan was first introduced in the video game Star Wars Knights of Republic, which was released by Bioware in 2003. As the player character, Revan's gender and physical appearance are customizable, and the game reveals the player chosen name is part of the cover identity established by the Jedi Council. While none of the player's dialogue features voiceovers, rather than some instances of using the security skill, the male player character's cries of pain and shouts during combat are voiced. Uh, Revan's uh, canonical gender was established by the new essential con- chronolo- er, chronology, the Chronicles of the Old Republic, as male. However, the player in the 2004 video game, Star Wars the Old Republic II The Sith Lords, was show- can be- choose Revan's gender and alignment. So, that refers to the scene where you go and free Atten from his uh-huh. containment cell, and he asks, Oh, I thought Revan was a woman. And that's where you can say, oh, he's either, or. oh, Revan was a male or he was a female yeah. kind of a thing, depending on what you chose.
0: Um, You can definitely see, like, if you go and play the KOTOR games, even though KOTOR 2 is Obsidian and not Bioware, Um, you can see, like, the framework laid that would later lead to Mass Effect and Dragon Age.
1: Oh, yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Revan appears in the 2011 Bioware video game, Star Wars the Old Republic, where he is voiced by Jeff Bennett. He is also the protagonist of the Old Republic, Revan, a tie-in novel to the Old Republic by Drew Carpishan. Carpichon, thank you. uh almost look like freaking Wookiee speak right there. <laughs> uh, which explains what happens to the Revan and the Exile after the events of the two games. And then with the release of the Old Republic, Luc- Lucasfilm exclusive... Uh, executive executive god i can't executive. talk tonight yeah. uh leland chi confirmed at celebration six uh or yeah six that revan's appearance in the old republic established the character's canonical appearance in the knight's of the old republic is the character model with the mullet hairstyle and then with the vari- uh variable nature of the knight's of the old republic the canonical storyline of the game was originally unknown the essential chronology uh, which established Revan as male also established the light side ending of the game and the destruction of the star forge was canon. And various other sources have established parts of the game to be canon, such as the comic shadow, the shadow and light, the galactic timeline, the complete star Wars encyclopedia and star Wars, the old Republic. Obviously this is before Disney took over. So, mm. uh, StarWars.com blog entry, So Uncivilized Great Gunslingers in Star Wars, published on September 3rd, 2013, confirmed that Kala Nond uh, was killed by Revan on Tatooine, meaning that Revan did in fact visit Tatooine second. So after Dantooine, you go to Tatooine. Well, yeah, you gotta go get HK. That's also fair. No,
0: yeah, you've gotta get HK. Look. (laughs) I always go in debate because,
1: well, no. Cause I think I always do Tatooine second. I'm pretty sure.
0: Do you go to Kashik to get Jolie?
1: Yeah, I do. I don't do that first, though. I always get HK first. Because HK is uh, great.
0: Per- My personal favorite is um, doing Tatooine first gives you the easiest Kalonord fight.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's the reason I do it, the first two, in all honesty, is because Kalonord is a pain in the butt.
0: Especially when you, and like, it's because like, at Tatooine, Tatooine and Banan are the two easiest places to encounter the two like, people Malik sends after you. Mm-hmm. Um, because those encounters happen at the end of the storyline, so you have like, now progressed. To a like level where you can deal with them, as opposed to like on Kashik, it's like you get off the the freaking ship
2: yeah. and there's Callow Nord. Yep. It's like, how did you get down here without taking the the basket? Like, come on, man. Yeah.
1: Right. So, in 2011, Revan was slated uh, to appear in The Ghost of Mortis, an episode of the third season of Star Wars Clone Wars television series. Revan would have appeared as a Sith Lord alongside Darth Bane as advisors to the Sun, but they were cut from the episode in late production. The show's director, Dave Filoni, was uh, apprehensive of using the scene, and the scene was removed at George Lucas' request because it conflicted with George Lucas' view on the Force. The scene made it to... an uh, Animaniac stage and could be viewed in the bonus content of the Blu-ray edition of *Star Wars: The Clone Wars* the complete season three, which you can't see the scene. You can't see them like in animation and everything. I I would have loved to see this scene in *Clone Wars*, but I also do agree with George Lucas with taking them out because it kind of makes sense. It d- it doesn't make sense the sun getting direction from two dead Sith lords who the son is the physical embodiment of the dark side
2: i mean i don't agree with the father son daughter aspect of the force
1: at all Fair. so that was all it was all yeah an arc to show anakin is truly the chosen one uh,
0: i will say this um if you read the fate of the jedi legends series you get a very interesting payoff to the Mortis arc.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: And then, very, We meet the mother. Oh
2: god!
1: Of oh, course, that's cause, interesting. Because cats have whole family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, but the mother is very interesting, and she has a her name is Avaloth, and it's just. It's terrifying. Um, Again, it kind of suffers from the like, it's got, you know, nine books and maybe about seven authors for the series. Mm. But they're like established Star Wars authors who had been writing for Legends for a while. So like, it doesn't feel like the characters change that much. But you can definitely tell like, the different entries have different like tones with them. Like some are more comedic comedic some are more on the horror side some are more in like the sci-fi space adventure game like interesting yes but it's a good series and it kind of plays interesting into the payoff with the mortis arc and how abeloth fits into that and really like what kind of entities these people are so i kind of agree with george lucas here that to have bane and revan advise the son, kind of like it from a from a religious standpoint it'd be like you know peter telling jesus what to do
1: right
2: i was going to say like having hitler advise lucifer but yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um and then because of the interactive nature of night so republic revens canonical bio- biography Often conflicts with the player choice, such as the order in which the star maps are found, where the character pursues a romance, or their appearance and weapons. Revan's choice of lightsaber has varied between sources. In the of the Republic comic series, Revan wields a purple lightsaber, while in the Galactic Timeline videos, depict Revan as utilizing a blue lightsaber during the Mandalorian Wars, a traditional red sable as a Sith Lord, and a blue saber once again as a redeemed Jedi. In the old republic, Revan, he utilizes a green lightsaber, but in the old republic uh but in the old republic, Revan makes use of a violet colored blade. The galactic timeline also depicts Revan being the same height or slightly taller than Malak, which conflicts with other sources. Normally Revan was actually a little bit taller than Malick. It's Like this shows which one's master and who's apprentice, kind of a thing. And then, uh, Revan's Fall of the Dark Side had been point of contention between the various sources in the Natural Republic, the Enclave Council, and Basilashan clan that Revan and Malak began their fall when they started exploring the ruins of Dantooine, and Vork Lamar believes that the pair fall, fell even before the Mandalorian Wars. And then Chronicles of the Old Republic claims that the Revan was heavily influenced by the Dark Side during the Mandalorian Wars and put in the motion of his plans to become Sith even then, though the Chronicles are plagued with a number of continuity errors and have been largely outridden by later sources. And then Jedi vs. Sith, the Essential Guide to the Force, a reference guide released in 2007, stated that Revan became Dark Lord of the Sith in 3961 BBY, Though the Knights of the Old Republic campaign guide stated the Revan assumed the title of Darth Lord in 3960 BBY after discovering the Star Forge. And then the Old Republic Revan and the Old Republic clear- clarify much of Revan's history as the novel reveals the Revan and Malek were corrupted by the Sith Emperor and sent back as advance agents and the Old Republic Revan. Uh, in the old republic revan himself states that he was close to the dark side during the mandalorian wars having explored malachor and korriban and the old republic revan establishes that the two were searching for the starge forge on the emperor's behalf but broke free of the control and set out on their own however in the old republic which is the game uh revan claimed claims that the emperor had reached out to the two jedi and some of them to his empire, a story that conflicts with all other sources. Yeah. So, and I will say, con- like conflicting with each other, because there's multiple writers.
0: Um. If and this mimics our own history in a lot of ways. When you come into a world, like go try to study like a ruler who lived four thousand years ago, and mm. tell me how much conflicting information you find. Yes. Exactly. Yeah uh just because we don't
1: heck you'll the find records that, get lost like, heck you'll find that stuff now from a hundred years ago <laughs> right and like you have to know and you don't a lot of people don't realize
0: like little parts of these legends are still canon like the sacking of coruscant that happens prior to the old republic like that event is still canon
1: mm-hmm.
0: like uh-huh. darth bane and his rule of two exactly how those events play out is unknown but that is still canon because it's still referenced in canon material and so in like a war between mandalorians and the jedi is also canon because it's established in canon material it just doesn't necessarily look exactly like this
1: well we only get well with the whole jedi versus mandalorian we get it was in the scene with rebels when Kanan's training mm-hmm. sabine he's specific, like Kanan straight up drops like oh yeah the the jedi and mandalorians have gone to war in the past that was it we don't we don't know what kind mm-hmm. of war it was is it the same war as the mandalorians is it something different we don't know but right. and, and like a lot of the stuff that happens in the kotor kotor 2 a lot of stuff have been either recanonized in some way or another or have been dropped By names alone to where we can just like fantasize what it is.
0: Right. And so with the sacking of Coruscant that happens prior to the old republic MMO, a lot of knowledge was lost. Like you don't realize, like you think the Jedi Temple was sacked in the Great Jedi Purge. No. Like the information and stuff that was lost during the sacking of Coruscant in the and you can read about it in the Deceived novel. Uh-huh. They destroyed everything. And like, it's probably an equal event to like the burning of the library of Alexandria in the event of like how much knowledge about the force and the galaxy was lost. Like we lost so much knowledge about our own history when when they decided to burn the library of Alexandria uh-huh. than we ever have really in history, at least the Western history. Yep. I'm still mad at Rome for it. I'm mad at Rome for a lot of things. But I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of blame that we can put on the Roman Empire. Let's... <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Freaking Templars. <laughs> yeah. Freaking Templars. Freaking Templars.
2: Okay. <laughs> but anyway,
1: that is what we have on Revan for this week. This was a long episode, so we apologize yeah. for that. But it's a lot of fun. So, Psych, uh, do you want to plug in the stuff that you are a part of? Absolutely. So as I said, I'm
2: one of the hosts on the MCU lore cast. We cover the MCU m- movies and I talk about the comic book origins to a lot of the, a lot of that. I'm also on the Mass Effect Blue Shift tabletop RPG podcast where I play Citadel security agent, Jack Pariso. I solve crime with my team on Citadel, which drops monthly on the first Friday of the month. And also, I do, or I am going to do audio dramas. I am writing a whole The Avengers audio drama series. Uh, and I'm doing all the the back-end work for all that. The first episode goes up in September. So be on the lookout for that, which is outside of the Robots Network. It is with Scyther Audio.
0: And you can catch him on the Dragon Age lore cast on both of our Mage Templar War episodes and the Anders episode.
1: You can, and I just listened to Andrew's episode. So, <laughs>
0: oh, you you listened to Austin, and it's like I,
1: <laughs> I did, I did, and it was hysterical and great. <laughs> so check out those shows. Check out my shows. Uh, but yeah, anything else to add? No, I'm good. I'm good too. Cool. Well, thank you for listening to the Holocron Histories, and may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon vs. Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHolohistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com.
2: Hello Vault Dwellers, join me, Jaxxas, Sassy Lady Roamer, Eric, and the Creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube, you can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTB. You can send us an email using FalloutRTB at gmail.com. Join us, the conversation has already
1: started.